Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Hello everyone, Um, I'm Beth, I'm a student here and I've been here for about three years. Um, You may have seen me around as I'm quite often in the band, um, but today I'm going to be speaking and I'm going to be talking about the book of Esther. Um, But before I start, let me just pray. Dear God, thank you for bringing us here today. I pray that you meet with us all this evening and we learn more about you. Amen. So, I think the book of Esther is great and I would definitely recommend reading the whole thing. It's only 10 chapters, so it's quite easy to read. Um, But in summary, there's a group of Jews that are living in exile under the rule of this king who's a bit wild. Um, After a big party and a fallout with his wife, he demands a new wife, Kewan Esther, who is a Jew. At the same time as the king choosing Esther to be his wife, there's a plot by one of the king's top advisors called Haman to destroy all of the Jews. This is mainly due to Esther's uncle Mordecai, who refuses Haman's instruction to kneel before him. Through various different actions from the characters in this story, Esther becomes the only person who might be able to stop this destruction. Um, And this position is summed up by her uncle when he says, from chapter four, verse 14, and who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. So, my mum is a really cool person. Um, And she invented this word, God incidents, which is kind of a perfect description of this whole story. Um, It's kind of like a coincidence, but from God. Um, Yeah. Although God is not actually ever mentioned in this book, we see his hand throughout the whole story. Esther and Mordecai work together to try and save the Jews, and God blesses their bravery and courage to speak out by bringing together various coincidences, or God incidences, to happen. One example of this is in chapter six, when the king can't sleep, so he gets his servants to read the chronicles to him. They read out a section which reminds the king of when Mordecai saved his life. This is really good timing from God, as the next day Haman comes in and asks the king to kill Mordecai, and so the king naturally is like, no, let's honor him instead. And the main takeaway I got from reading this book is that God is always working, no matter what our perspective is on the situation. An important thing to remember about the book of Esther is that it's an Old Testament book, and so living according to Jewish law is very important in remaining holy and pure in God's sight. Yet we see from Esther, she marries a non-Jewish man, the king. In fact, a lot of the behavior in this book is quite bad. There's a lot of parties, drinking, anger, and violence, which the Jewish characters aren't fully apart from. So this, alongside the Jews being in exile, and God is never mentioned in this book, as I said earlier, kind of makes it feel like God is quite absent. And this could have easily been the perspective of many of the people in this story. However, we know that God provides and works it all out for his glory. God never abandons his people, despite what it might look like and feel like. I feel like it's very easy to relate to this feeling. There have been so many times where I felt alone and that God was absent, but in fact, God was very much at work. One key time was around May last year. I'd been applying for work placements all year and getting rejection after rejection, and it was just horrible. (laughs) But at the same time, a few of the girls in my house were doing an alpha course um, with a few of the girls from church as well. After the session on prayer, one of my non-Christian housemates asked to pray for me. But I wasn't involved in this 
session. I was doing my own, my own small group at the same time, so I was completely apart from it. I usually just spoke to the girls a few days after just to see what they were thinking and kind of get some of their opinions on things. However, the very next day after they had prayed for me, I got a job, and it was a job that I really, really wanted. It was just amazing. I didn't really think God would have been involved because I kind of felt it was a long time coming, um, which is really bad of me to think. Um, but I then spoke to the girls kind of about their alpha group, and they said, oh, we prayed for you to get a job. And I could, there on the spot, tell them that God had answered their prayer. Um, it just was amazing to see how God was using all these objections and the long search for a job to be able to show the power of prayer to my non-Christian housemates. And obviously, for me to get a job, that was great too. <laughs> Um, my final thought and challenge to you guys would be to think about your life and just see if you can think of times when there have been a few coincidences and just think, hey, maybe that was God bringing things together for you. But also, if you're in a place where things aren't seeming to work out and you can't see how things will work, just remember that God is there and that is your perspective. That's not God's perspective. He will always find a way to work out things for your good. He never abandons his people, and he will always be there. I'm just going to finish off with a quick prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for all the times you've worked things out for our good. Please help me to see it with a different perspective when things aren't going to plan, and remember your goodness to your people. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.